Welcome to this week's edition of the Rusty George Podcast. Uh, every now and then something happens in our community or in our country and sometimes in our church that just requires me to have a conversation with our church and all the churches, a part of our Real Life Church Ministries. And such an event has happened over the course of this last weekend uh, with several shootings going on, most notably uh, the one in El Paso, um, where a white supremacy group targeted uh, Latino shoppers, and then also a shooting that took place in Dayton, Ohio, and we're learning more details about that as we go. This is such a heartbreaking event and such a tragic event, but even more than that, it's an evil event and one that is becoming increasingly more and more common. And I wanted to just take a moment to address the people that call one of our churches home uh, and just address this question, how should we respond? As followers of Jesus, what is it we should do? What is it we can do? Sometimes when an event like this happens close to home, it's, it's somewhat easier at least to figure out what to do. I remember when the shootings took place in San Bernardino and we reached out to local churches there and prayed with people and offered support. And when the shooting took place in Las Vegas, we not only assisted in helping churches that were there, but we held a vigil here at their Valencia location for people in our community who were affected uh, by the shooting. It's one thing to do that when it's local, but what do you do when it's far away? And for many of you who might be listening who are part of our audience on a weekend here at one of our locations, you might feel really bad about it, but you're not really sure what to do about it. And so I just want to address a few questions that you might be having when it comes uh, to the news of these shootings. One is, how do we respond? Uh, Well, first of all, as a church, we just openly and outright condemn white supremacy. Um, This is not the heart of God, and it never has been. In fact, the heart of God was to send Jesus to everyone so that Paul was able to write, there is now no longer any Jew or Greek, slave or free, male or female. The ground is level at the foot of the cross. We are all made in the image of God. We're all sinners corrupted by the fall, and we are all, if believers in Jesus, one in Christ. And this idea of partiality, it's just a sin. In fact, James chapter 2, verse 1 tells us that when we treat people unfairly, when we assume the worst about persons and peoples, when we favor one group over another... We do not reflect the God of justice, nor do we honor the Christ who who came to save all men. Real love loves as we hope to be loved. Just as much as we want God to love us, we should be loving others. Jesus gave us one command, and that is to love others the way that he has loved us. And that is not to show favoritism. That is not to be prejudiced. That is not to demonstrate racism. And so we recognize that racism is, as Pastor Chad Veach said, evil learned behavior. And so let me just say to the people that would not consider themselves white Americans, we love you. 
And as a pastor to thousands of uh, people in the Latino community or Hispanics, we love you and we welcome you at our locations. And maybe one of the ways you can respond in such a way, if you find yourself a white American feeling like, I don't support what this group has done, is to reach out to your Latino friends and say, how are you feeling through all of this? Is there anything I can specifically pray for you? And just be there for them. A second question that often comes up is, why would God allow this? The age-old question of why do bad things happen to good people? It's a question that many of us have wrestled with in the course of our lifetime when any kind of tragedy comes about. And certainly at a time like this, people cry out to God and say, why would you allow this to happen? And you have to understand that when people are grieving, they ask this question, but no answer could ever help. But for those that aren't necessarily grieving, they're just mad. The answer that is true for all of us in situations like this is free will. The same reason that God would allow someone to do something good is the same reason God allows some people to do things bad. He gave us all creativity. He gave us all a brain. And sometimes we use that brain to solve a water shortage crisis, or sometimes we use that brain to cure a disease, but sometimes we use it to do evil and harm. And unfortunately, in this case, some people have chosen to do that. And so with that in mind, knowing that even though God did not cause this, but God can still redeem this. We often have heard the phrase, everything happens for a reason, and we think that's in the Bible, but it's not. The truth is, everything can be redeemed. And with Jesus, there can be hope out of this awful situation. Which leads me to my last question that we often ask, and that is, how can I help? I'm reminded of the story in John chapter 11, where Jesus went to visit Lazarus, uh, and specifically to attend Lazarus's funeral. Lazarus had been dead for a few days when Jesus showed up, and the first thing that Jesus does after he comforts Lazarus' sisters is he weeps. He wept when he recognized their pain and their suffering and probably the knowledge of everyone's impending doom through death and even his upcoming death. And he wept in that moment over just the state of humanity. But then he prayed. And then he helped. He helped Lazarus come out of that grave, and he restored them to his sisters once again. Now, what can we do? We can't bring anyone back from the dead. We can't heal in that manner, but we can pray. We can pray for God to bring about healing in people's hearts, for God to unite communities, for God to put an end to all forms of racism, for God to bless our nation and its leaders to make right choices and decisions. Even if it's not necessarily the ones you would want, we pray for God's wisdom in these matters to do exactly what it is that God wants to do. So I thought I'd close our time together by reading a prayer that is so helpful in processing all of our emotions during this time. And I'd like to invite you to join me in praying this prayer on maybe a daily basis. And you can just play this uh, prayer over and over again as we pray through this most difficult time in our country. Lord, in our shock and confusion, we come before you. 
in our grief and despair in the midst of hate, in our sense of helplessness in the face of violence, we lean on you. For the families of those who have been killed, we pray. For the shooters, help us to pray, Lord. For the communities that have lost members, their anger, grief, fear, we pray. For the churches striving to be your light in darkness beyond our comprehension, we pray. In the face of hatred, may we claim love, Lord. May we love those far off and those near. May we love those who are strangers and those who are friends. May we love those who we agree with and understand. And even more so, Lord, those who we consider to be our enemies. Lord, have mercy. Heal our sin-sick souls. Make these wounds whole, dear Lord. Father, we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.